Hi, welcome to today's Bible College Curriculum, June 16. Hang on. Article by Kenneth Copeland. Heavenly Father, give us eyes and ears to hear what your wonderful word is saying to the church today. We ask this. Keep us anointed in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the things whereinto I send it. Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereto I send it. Isaiah 55, 11. Did you know that the battleground for the problem you're facing right now is in your mind and in your lips? If you'll hit the devil with the word and cast the care of the situation over on God, you'll win. Let me warn you, though, hanging on to the word isn't always easy. The devil knows that if he doesn't steal it from you, you'll use it to enforce his defeat. So don't be surprised when he sends an evil spirit to exalt itself against the word of God. If you're sick, he may begin to tell you, you're not healed. You know that healing not for today. Even if it were, it wouldn't work for you. It might work for someone else, but not for you. If he starts to tell you that kind of thing, don't buy it. Do not buy it. Don't start worrying about it and thinking, oh my, I'm afraid I'm not going to be healed or get healed. I sure don't feel healed. Why? I'm probably going to just get worse and worse. Remember this. Don't say that. It's the word that does the work, not the one holding onto it. It'll work for anyone who put it to work. It'll work for you just like it worked for Jesus when he walked on the earth. He told Satan, it is written, no matter what the devil tries to tell you, refuse to let go of the word. Tell him what is written concerning your situation. Let the word fight its own fight. It'll whip the devil every time. If you haven't tried that, try that. You know, if your Bible, if your head tells you, oh, they're going to throw you out of your house, say, no, the word of God says he will cover me with his pinions and I and he will cover me with his angels and whatever I do shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's what the word of God says. He says, I'll always be with you. I am your God. Be still and let me show you that I am God and there is no other. Amen. We have a powerful, powerful God, folks. So let's get on with the program. Let the Word of God do its work by meditating and speaking towards the problem. If the problem is talking to us, we talk back with the Word. We read the Word to our problem. The problem is not the problem. The solution is the solution. The solution is what melts the problem. Psalms 19 verses 7 through 14 says, 
The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yeah, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by then your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from perception sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless, and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let the words of my heart, of my mouth, and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Imagine Jesus saying that. And then imagine Jesus saying, follow me, say what I say. Because he says in his word that as Jesus is, so are we. So imagine, let us follow Jesus, what he said. Jesus said, Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen and amen. And now for the reading of June 17, an article by Kenneth Copeland. Open their eyes to the light. Scripture for this teaching is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 to 4. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. Since God doesn't save anyone against their will, does it really do any good to pray for people who consciously refuse to receive Jesus as Lord? Yes, yes, yes it does. Yes it does. You see, in spite of the fact that most of all unbelievers who have purposely refused to receive Jesus as Lord, think that they made that decision of their own free will. The truth is they haven't. The Word of God says they've been blinded by Satan. He's blocking their perception of the truth. So their decision hasn't been freely made at all. It's not based on truth. That's important for you to grasp because through prayer, the prayer of intercession, you can intercede with the satanic forces and help take those blinders off. You can intercede against the satanic forces and help take those blinders off. You can also change circumstances with your prayers and help create situations that will bring them in contact with the Lord. You're well within your spiritual rights when you do that. I pray with a friend of mine who... Once who's been praying for his lost brother for years. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 29, to first bind the strong man and then enter his house and spoil his goods. So we said, your spirit 
blinding the eyes of you, spirit blinding the eyes of so-and-so, you stop that. You are doing to keep him out of the, what you're doing to keep him out of the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. You stop now. Jesus also said in Matthew 9, 38, Pray you therefore the Lord of the harvest will that will heal sin for labors into his harvest. So we prayed, Lord, send someone to help so-and-so with the word of God. You know who he will listen to. We claim so-and-so for the kingdom of God. We believe we receive his salvation and deliverance in faith. We praise you for it. In almost no time at all, his brother called him. What have you been doing up there, he asked. In the past few days, everyone I come across has started preaching to me. Our prayers had interceded with the forces of Satan. Satan had been using to blind this man to Jesus and created the circumstances to bring him into the kingdom. Sure enough, within a few days, he was born again. Again, let me read that again. Our prayers had interfered with the forces of Satan. The forces Satan had been using to blind this man to Jesus and created the circumstances to bring him into the kingdom. Sure enough, within a few days, he was born again. In other words, the problem was the circumstances that was needed to bring him into the kingdom of God. A revelation hit him. Use the same prayer for your loved ones and believe when you pray and you'll see the same results. Don't sit by and let the devil take your friends and loved ones without a fight. Pray, pray, pray. Come against the God of this world and pray for them. Take off the blinders and open their eyes to the glorious gospel of God. Amen. And the first prayer is, you spirit blinding the eyes of so-and-so. You stop what you are doing to keep him out of the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, you stop now. And the second prayer is, Lord, send someone to minister to and talk to so-and-so with the word of God. You know who he will listen to. We claim so-and-so for the kingdom of God. We believe we receive his salvation and deliverance. And in faith, we praise you for it and thank you ahead of time. Amen and amen. And the scripture reading is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestations of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for his sake. For Jesus' sake. Verse 5. And now let's move over to June 18. Another article by Kenneth Copeland. Discover what grace can do. 
and with great power gave the apostles witnesses to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all, Acts 4.33. Great grace was upon them all. Most of us don't have any idea what grace really is. Oh, we know some basic facts about it. We know we were saved by it, Ephesians 2.8. But we don't even begin to understand the real power it can release in our lives now, today. If you want to get a picture of what grace can really do, look at what happened to the early Christians in Acts 4. They've been threatened by the religious leaders of Jerusalem and commanded not to speak or teach anymore in Jesus' name. So they were praying about the situation. Roughly what they said was, Now, Lord, we've been threatened, but we aren't about to quit preaching and go hide out under a, some religious rug. Just turn the power up. Give us boldness and we'll go on. Do you know what happened as a result of that prayer? Verse 33 tells us great grace was upon them all. Great grace, grace so powerful that when those believers receive it, the whole building shook. Grace so great it enabled the apostles to work many signs and wonders among the people, Acts 5.12. Then one story alone should be enough to convince you that Grace is not just some abstract spiritual state of mind. Grace is real. It's powerful. It provides the supernatural power to make things happen. Now, do you want to know something really exciting? The Bible says that same grace that was available in the early Christians in Jerusalem is available to anyone who's ever sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Thank you, God. That means you and I qualify. If the devil's been threatening you lately, follow the example of those early Christians. Get in prayer and say, Lord, I don't care what the devil and his bunch say. I'm not going to back down. I'm going to keep on talking and living by faith. And I am going to do it boldly. So just turn up the power. Amen. I guarantee if you're sincere about it, he'll do it and you'll begin to discover what great grace is really all about. Amen. Additional reading is Acts 4, 8 to 33. Chapter 4, verses 8 to 33. Please go ahead and read them on your own and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading. We thank you that you are our Father. You have the best interests in mind. Thank you, Lord God, that you cover us with your arms and your hands and you keep us safe in the blood of Jesus Christ. And we thank you that we say to ourselves, well, there's no threat. Why should you be praying? Lord, because you're holding back those threats. You're holding back those evil spirits. And we can help. We can clap our hands and say, hallelujah, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is master. All power belongs unto my Lord Jesus Christ. All power belongs unto my Savior. All power belongs unto my friend, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. I go clapping and saying that all day long, and I'm helping the angels and the atmosphere and the things to change for the glorious church of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day, family. Stay.